Raygon. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the podcast where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com, you, the listener, if you go to musicraygun.com, you'll find a video playlist for this and every episode so you can see what we're talking about. Right, Kirk? Yep, yep. Kirk. Yes. This episode has been a long time coming. Yeah. I, I honest to God, I think we talked about this as a possible topic before we started recording our first episode. Like, yeah. This has been... This has been in the Something works. we have always... We're always going to do. Yes. What are we here to talk about tonight? We're here to talk about one of the most important musical genres in the history of music. Sure. And the biggest influence on my life, on par with Prince, New Jack Swing. New Jack Swing. Yes. Um, New Jack Swing is the greatest musical genre ever created by man. I would call it a subgenre, but let's not say Yeah, that's it. okay. Uh, Kirk. Yes. What is New Jack Swing? Paul. How do you define... New ja- I know what it is. We know, you and I know about Here's what's the, the, how, what's the fewest words you can describe New Jack Swing in? You take a shot, and then if, I'll take a shot. Maybe we'll have the same idea. Uh, R&B smoothness mixed with hip-hop beats. Sure. Yeah. That's about – that's what I was going to say. I was going to say R and, like R&B, hip-hop beats with R&B singing. Yes. Yeah. Which if you hear that now, you go, oh – you mean like music today? That's just yeah. <laughs> but back in '88, it was never done. It was no. truly revolutionary. Yeah, because R and B was still like Luther Vandross. So Luther so Vandross, like, you had like Luther Vandross. You had Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Cool and the Gang, yeah. Cameo. So they were still very funk R and B um, bands. Yeah. In that very traditional '70s and early '80s mode, and then Teddy Riley came off and just blew the fuck out of it. Um, to, we'll, we'll get into who Teddy Riley is, yes. but if people think they don't know what New Jack Swing is, oh, you know. Let's go over some of the greatest hits that we're not going to cover in the meat of our yes. episode. If you love Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown's whole not his debut album, but his first big solo hit. Yes, the first album. Uh, yeah, don't be cruel. His first album was King of Stage. The, there was no New Jack then, right? Um, but don't be cruel had the classic My Prerogative. And uh, Every Little Step. Every Little Step, which uh, was also considered a New Jack as well. Yeah. Uh, not Teddy Riley, but still a New Jack song. We've talked about New Edition. They, we gave them their whole episode, and we talked about Heartbreak. Yes. Their 1988 album, although produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who also have their own music right on episode. Yes. It has a New Jack swing sound. Yes, if it isn't love. Yeah. They're a big New Jack song. Yeah. Um, for those who dig a little deeper, we... Uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I put this on. Uh, there's a very classic dance song called Johnny Kemp's Just Got Paid. Yeah, that's an early. That's an early one. That uh, That's a Teddy Riley produced jam. Yep. Um, so, yeah. You Argu- arguably the peak would be Michael Jackson's album Dangerous. Dangerous, yes. Which came out in 91. early 90 or late 91. early yeah, Late 91, yeah. Late 91, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. Exactly. But like. Early TLC. There, yep. The thing is, there's R and B New Jack Swing, and then there's rap New Jack Swing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. any early Heavy D and the Boys is totally New Jack Swing, but exactly. it's primarily rap. Yes. Whereas like New Edition is primarily R and B, but yes. it's New Jack Swing. Yeah. So TLC is like a hip hop. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane did New Jack for sure. Kumo D did some New Jack. Yeah. Uh, we'll but get basically the sound of late '80s, early '90s R and B. Is New Jack Swing. Is New Jack Swing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's why it's so important to me because it hit me at that special, I'm 18 years old. And it was one of those, I, I, it sounds like hyperbole and I know I get overly excited about everything in life, yeah. but this is one of those moments <laughs> where I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is for me. This was made for me. Yeah. Thank you. I now am an expert on New Jack Swain. Well, because you already, I mean, the peak of this subgenre was your late teens and early 20s. Yes. And you'd already, in high school, you've talked about this in the show yeah. before, you were already a dancer, you were into R&B and hip-hop. Yeah. But your friends weren't necessarily, so you were like an outlier. Yes. Yes, I was. They were into like rock and... and they were into mostly like classic replacements rock. And, yeah. yeah. They either liked alt stuff like R.E.M. replacements, Huda Gurus, or they liked the dead and Pink Floyd. Sure. <laughs> None of which really overlaps with the stuff you were listening Not to. Not at all. So I was a little alone. I had a couple the, of friends who liked some stuff, but overall, no. Yeah. But you were listening to early hip hop. Yeah. You were break dancing. Yeah. Popping and locking. Yeah. Meanwhile, you also love smooth R&B and smooth jazz. Yes. And New Jack Swing was the first time that anyone was like, why don't we combine Kirk's favorite thing? Why don't we do this for Kirk? Right. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Kirk's a good guy. Let's invent this thing for him because yeah. he will appreciate it, which I really did. It's really like people talk about like their top three artists. Yeah. My second, or sorry, my third favorite artist is New Jack Swain. <laughs> sure. Um, so that's how important it is to me. For me, as I've mentioned on the show before, I only, because I'm 12 years younger yes. than you, was only just sort of making pop culture memories for the first time in the early 90s. Yes. I mean, not even at the beginning of the genre. In the if 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 the genre kicked off in 1987, which we'll get to, but I think that's yeah. a pretty good demarcation. Yeah. Yes, of the, definitely the start of New Jack Swing. Yes, that's the year I started kindergarten. So I wasn't yeah. really listening to the radio that much. Yeah, and clocking top 40. No, but by the early 90s, I totally was. So for me, this is just like the first stuff I ever listened to on the radio. Oh, that's great. Was. New Jack Swing yeah. is just the entire top 40 yeah, hip-hop Yeah, that's just like music to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as opposed to some sort of subgenre. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, Do you want to read? I'm going to yeah, read this. you wanted to read something yes. from... This is from a book that I got in 2004 called And It Don't Stop, mm -hmm. the best American hip-hop journalism of the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. So it's just a collection. And in it is the uh, seminal article about New Jack Swing mm -hmm. entitled... Teddy Riley's New Jack Swing, yep. written by a uh, reporter named Barry Michael Cooper, who, without knowing you were going to bring this with you, yes. I read that article. Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great article. Yeah. And basically, Barry Michael Cooper coined the term New Jack Swing in, in this, this article. article. Yeah. Teddy Riley didn't say, hey, I have this thing called New Jack Swing. Yeah. He just came up with his music, and it was gaining traction in New York, especially Harlem. Yeah. Barry Michael Cooper did this interview in this article, and he's like, yeah, I'm calling this J uh, music New Jack Swing. Yeah. Literally in the article, that's just what he says. He's yes. Like, I call it New Jack Swing. This Swing. is literally what I'm going to read, okay. and there's some good stuff in here. So uh, the young man, Teddy Riley, mixed rap, gospel, jazz, funk, go-go, and gothic romanticism by way of synthesizers. After worshiping and playing in several churches, playing and learning in several playgrounds and music classes, he found the elements to put together a totally new form of R&B. I call it the new Jack Swing. Yeah. Uh, a little more. And this really does. It's all like every time I read this, I'm like, oh, it's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Hendrix, Brown, Stone, and Gay are the starting point and Prince the bridge, Teddy Riley is the other side. 
Many stars are are biting the new Jack Swing, including producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. There's a story that when they presented New Edition's latest album to an MCA poncho, he wouldn't accept it until they had Teddy Riley's sound on some of the tracks, a sound you can now hear on the group's hit, If It Isn't Love. I totally buy that. Oh, yeah. I totally buy that. They're like, we need one more song. We need, like, the first one. Go make, like, a Teddy Riley one. And Jimmy Jam was like, okay, we can do that. Because they were already a big deal. But it's only a couple of years after Control. So yeah, it's not, not that like long. The monsters that no, they would be. That's very true. They did Control, and that was huge. Yeah. And so then, they still had to do what the record label wanted them exactly, to do. Exactly. Exactly. And then the last thing I'll read is uh, a pretty good description of just the musicality of New Jack Swing. Yeah. Riley has so many things happening at once bass lines, strings, multi leveled percussion tracks, computerized samples from James Brown and Stax Records. This is a polyrhythmic community turned vigilante. That's a great line. (laughs) There is no space to breathe in Riley's music. The orchestra slams you. The drums tear out your heart. Riley's music is RoboCop funk. Yeah. The the funny thing that I took away from the article – well, first of all, it's worth mentioning that Barry Cooper also co-wrote the movie New Jack City. Yes. Great movie. Guy, the, the Teddy Riley's band, is in New Jack City. Yeah, and yeah. that movie and this article really gave me the context of like, oh, this this was because it's just pre-gangster rap. Yes. This was sort of the start of hip-hop becoming gangster because New York is in the throes of the crack at mm-hmm. epidemic. AIDS is happening. The crucible in which Teddy Riley created the genre was in the projects in New York. Yes, yes. He was in Harlem. Which is funny to me because as much as I love the the music, it got so big that it kind of became a cliche. And I think some people think of it as sort of cheesy and corny now. When you think of like the Gumby hair and And the the cross colors clothing and the big gold chains and it's very slick. And you're doing the running man, which everyone does now as a joke. Right. And because it came right before – the twin early 90s things of grunge yeah. and gangster rap, it's so slick that it's almost like it's easy to dismiss as corny. Yes. But it actually was pretty badass oh, yeah. at the time. It, like was, it, wasn't, it was edgy and hot and new and something that never had been seen before. Right, because now it sounds pop. Yeah. But it wasn't really pop then. No, in fact, it, not a lot of it crossed over to pop. It all stayed on the R&B charts. It's funny because I read an oral history about it where one of the guys involved in the early days said something like, oh, it was so short-lived. I always wondered why it didn't last longer. It only lasted from like 87 to 91. Where to me, like 91 is when it really kind of exploded into the mainstream. Yeah, I think that was like its zenith. I think also I maintain that. But that is also like always the death knell for something that's underground and cool. Yes. It crosses over. It crosses over. But I think also it didn't necessarily die it just got transformed into a to r&b music like yeah p diddy in uptown uh which was his record label they basically just took new jack swing and made it more into the rap vein they yeah. just took what they did is they just took r&b samples and rapped over it which is basically what teddy riley was doing just he did it originally and didn't yeah. sample it it never really died it just became everything <laughs> yeah it just became everything else it just got it just got used in everything else which in a weird way i wonder if you blame it for because you've talked before about how there are no more r&b groups it's yeah. just like r&b singers sort of just sing on hip-hop yeah. records now yeah and there really is no more r&b that way yeah there's no bands but you could almost 
blame New Jack Swing for that by combining them and making it so popular that they one just sort of absorbed the other. I will never blame New Jack Swing for anything, <laughs> So no. Well, blame is a strong word. <laughs> you could credit yes. it with that. I can, it can see that's a valid point. It's a valid it's, point. It's, it's an argument to be made, mm-hmm. but it may be. Sure. Yeah, it may yeah. be reductive. But um, let's just jump into our first video because it's sort of a good quick history. It's a video, um, Revolt TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, is They did that or one of the oral histories that I read to prepare for this episode because I don't know nearly as much about it <laughs> as you do. And this is a video they put on YouTube to accompany. It's like five minutes. It's called The Rise and Explosion of New Jack Swing. And it's a bunch of the people involved and Questlove talking about because Questlove knows everything anytime there's a documentary about music Questlove has to be on it and once again the fact that he's on it goes yep this is legitimate yes yes, he legitimizes any music doc yeah so this is a good encapsulation of what we've been talking about it starts with my prerogative which is I found a bunch of lists online of like the best new Jack Swing songs, the best new Jack Swing albums. And like a bunch of them have my prerogative as the number one song and uh, don't be cruel as the, as the best album. I'd say yes to the first no to the second, but that's just me being Kirk. Well, yeah, but but you're a super fan. Yeah. I'm super fan. But yeah, this is like the pinnacle of what new Jack Swing is. And dances. That's Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell, this is kind of going to my point. Andre Harrell was involved in the New Jack Swing movement as like a music uh, producer and a music uh, exec and later went on to run Uptown with P. Diddy. So it obviously yeah. transferred over into the middle 90s. like in black, like. That's a great comparison. It's, some, it's something they um, that Cooper talks about in his article is comparing it to like the Harlem Renaissance in the 20s. Mm-hmm. And the way that, like, the big, bold colors, like the cross-color yeah. like, sort of fashion is almost like the zoot suits of the modern Yes, and, and everyone had to look everyone had to look sharp. Everyone yeah. had to look real tight. Yeah. Yeah, it was about hairstyles yeah. and jewelry and yeah. sort of, I don't want to say garish clothing, but eye-catching. Yes, clothing. bold. So when he says, oh, zoot suits, I was like, that's a – I never thought of it that way, yeah. but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, and he was double-breasted like a zoot yeah. suit, so yeah. Like in black, like Bobby Brown, my prerogative, having, having been around in 87, 88, watching metaphorically speaking, watching music, kind of aimlessly find the, the next portal that it would channel. Quizlet, just preaching. Yeah. Um, to, to live through the New Jack Swing period was – an amazing thing to observe and to be a part of. There's, there's my man. So this clip uh, is who? This is Keith Sweat. Yeah. His real name. Yep. Which is which I cannot believe. <laughs> I mean, just talk about, hey, my name's Keith Sweat. I'm going to be an R&B singer. I don't need to change my name. I mean, you half, you're halfway there if your last name's Sweat. Yeah. I feel if you're like Dave Sweat. Or yeah. Gary Sweat. Gary, I was going to say Gary Sweat. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's not uh, enough, but Keith, Keith works sweat. perfectly. Perfect. Yeah. And these are all those things we're going to be going over today. This is great. Yeah. This is Rex and Effect. Rex and Effect pre Rump Shaker. We had our own sound. That was Harlem. That was New York. That was I don't know who ASAP Ferg. I don't know who that is, but. Outfits. That was, uh, that was the rooftop. 
when we in the garden, I reckon went da 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 that's Akon. Not involved with New Jack Swing. Just no. A, just, just a more current guy reflector. Yes, just a, go, a modern guy reflector. That's fine. Akon's cool, I guess. Teddy brought real musical elements. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this was like early. This is R. Kelly and public announcement before he was R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. super early. Yeah. Super early. And this is, a, to me, this is one of the tail ends. Uh, New Jack songs. Yeah. And I don't know if Teddy produced this one. I'm not sure if he did, but it's a New Jack song. Just, I mean, just the look and the feel. That's, this is today, which we'll get into. The group is called. The group is called today. Teddy Riley discovered them and produced them. And this is Guy, one of my favorite bands. Guy is the group that Teddy Riley was actually in. Yes, exactly. Which we'll get into and the importance of that because they were amazing. The first thing I said was, wait, I didn't know that R&B singers could sing over hip-hop stuff that I listen to. He's exactly right. I know, but it's so crazy to think that there was a time where people were like, how can you combine these two things? It was unheard of. And like also... Teddy did this too, where uh, a uh, there would be a rap song, and then they'd have an R&B singer sing just a hook. Yeah, you're like that was unheard of. Like you're like, wait, you can do that? Yeah. You can have like a female R&B singer just do the hook while the <laughs> rapping happened? It was it was mind blowing. Yeah, combining hip hop and rock came first. Like the novelty yeah. of having Aerosmith yeah. on Run DMC's album predated. Someone saying like, "Hey, why don't we mix R and B grooves and hip hop beats?" Yeah, we can't what? Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although the rap rock mix is still a bit of a novelty and has a yeah. much more questionable. I agree. History, whereas, like we said, R and B and like everything still, that New Jack Swing gave birth to is just what music is now. Exactly. I heard samples of that, and I was like, "There's almost like I did scientifically break it down." Like, wait, are singers allowed to sing yeah. for? <laughs> tracks like that when I had Groovy and I'm riding around and my Jeep Groovy's guy Groovy's guy I, I, my I'm favorite song my guy I'm like I got to change the world on this tape uh, it was like uh, discovering light and water <laughs> it was something that was gonna no he's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's Teddy this is Guy yep. uh, one of their uh, other songs from their first album Oh, uh, they were so cool, too. That's the thing, too. It was so cool. But not like the biggest group in the world. Like, I barely know guys. No, it's because they didn't cross over. Yeah. They were strictly R&B. So, and so fresh at the time. That, um, there's definitely one of those periods where you just had to be there to see the excitement of it. To go clubbing. To see people's uh, response to, to New Jack Swing. Yeah. was, you know, for me... Uh, so he just did Yup Yup that's his trademark Yup Yup yeah he would and all the songs he'd be like Yup Yup which is why I said it in the beginning of our show you caught it it's a little homage to Mr. Riley guys yeah it's it's super New York yeah but I never I don't think of it 
as New York first because when I think of New York music, I think of like real gritty. Yeah, because you know the punk that I like, the early punk shit from the from the seventies is that. Yeah, or even like even when gangster rap was going on, which more comes out of the West Coast, you still have Biggie in New York or Nas. Yeah, where it's real. it's like, you know, realness and it's about the street yeah. or whatever. And, I think and, it's the blend. I think it's because it blended so well. Right. I mean, you don't think of it as this hardcore New York thing. But that's why the comparison to the Harlem Renaissance and Zoot Suiters was such an epiphany when yeah. I read that recently. Like, oh, yeah, that is totally New York in yeah. that sense. Yeah. You just have to go back farther. Exactly. No, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get into what I would agree from my – not at all an expert opinion. This is where I would draw the line as the first New Jack Swing album. Yes, Paul. You've just stated it. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're, exactly you, right. you're, you're on. You're, you're yes. agree with me. hundred percent. Which is Keith Sweat's first album. Keith Sweat's first album to me is the first New Jack album. Yeah. His first single, I Want Her, the first New Jack song. Yeah. And it's from 1987. Yes. But we're not going to watch the music video. No, there actually is no music video for it. Okay, because um, we're, we're going to watch a clip from 1989 where yes. he's doing I Want Her, so we're yes. starting with it. We're starting with it, yes. We're going in basically chronological order here, but I'm counting this as 1987 because this is where New Jack Swing starts. Yes. We have decided. <laughs> yeah, and we are correct. You, Kirk Pinchon from Cleveland, <laughs> and me, Paul Campanelli exactly. from North Providence. Two nerdy white guys. We say that New Jack yes. Swing started with this, but I would... I don't know. I would probably Teddy Riley agrees. So I would think, I think yeah, we're on I, solid ground with this. Listen, if Teddy was in this third chair right now, he'd probably say, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, put those words in Teddy's mouth. <laughs> yes, I did. So what What do you have to say we, before we start the clip? How do we set up? We I set up Keith Sweat, Sweat, I Want Her, as uh, one of the best New Jack songs. Uh, one of the first New Jack songs. Yeah. It's the thing that made Keith Sweat huge. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that made uh, Teddy Riley even bigger in the R- on the R&B charts because it was a huge song. Yeah. And this is a – This is a live performance. Live as it can be because it's Showtime at the Apollo. Right. We made lip-sync. Which is lip-sync. Yes. Yeah. But, but it's still, live But still. Yes. Which means it's going to sound good. <laughs> exactly. Which is and all And it's going to look cool. Yes. And that's all I care about. <sighs> And Keith Sweat, that's the stage name, right? <laughs> Again, the guy was born with the best name. <laughs> like, what else is he going to be in life yeah. except a sexy R&B singer? Oh, no, he's singing, actually. Is he? I think he's singing along is with it. It sounds a little bit. How old is Keith Sweat here? He's not. He still looks like this. This dude does not age. Baby face? Yes. As opposed to baby looks, face. Yes. But, <laughs> but face. Yeah. Another part. He's probably not 89. I'm saying he's like 23, 24 maybe. Yeah. Maybe 25. But I mean, Keith Sweat was the Teddy Pendergrass of the early uh, 90s and late 80s. <laughs> where where's like that whole like throw your panties on the stage. That's Keith Sweat. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the grit in his voice that Teddy Pendergrass does. No. But also, no one does. No one so does. So that's fine. But just the, the sexual, yeah. uh, the sexuality of it. 
Fun fact, my wife can't stand Keith Sweat. I think you've mentioned that before. Like, she likes some New Jack stuff. She loathes his voice. <laughs> that that hook is undeniable. Oh, yeah. He, she can't stand his voice. I mean, I can see that. It's a little nasally. It's nasally. She can't. Okay, that's New York. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks it's a little whiny, and I'm like, you don't understand. I like that, like... The fashion is still sort of bubbling. Yes. Like he's got a very blousy green shirt, but the green isn't that bold. No, and he's got the, the leather pants, which are yeah. a little a little blousy. I'm blousy. And he's got a flat top, but it's not quite Gumby there. No, no. I don't think he ever went Gumby. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a New Jack look, but it's yes. toned down yes. a little bit. It's a little subtle. Because it's early days. Yes. He, um... And give him credit. Keith Sweat had a long-ass career. He still performs now. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and he also produced all of his stuff with Teddy Riley. He had a couple of albums with Teddy Riley. The best is, I think on his second album, he has a song called Make You Sweat. <laughs> because, of course. That means he's going to marry you. Yes. Make you, it's, it's a double entendre. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, now he's not from. Uh, what's the part of town that Heavy D and Albie Shore are from? They're from Mount Vernon. He's not from Mount Vernon. No, I thought he was from the South. I thought he was from Atlanta. Actually, I might be. Wrong. Oh, he's not even from New York. I thought I he was like one of the neighborhood kids with Teddy Riley. I don't think so. I don't remember hearing that, but I could be wrong. Look at that fucking piano player just dry hump the air while he plays. That's delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, this song is. Uh, R&B classic and then it just gets into this synth part that's I mean this is yeah that and to me that this is this is New Jack that kind of like sharp synth sound I don't know musically what it would be but it's just those sharp quick uh, notes there's a sound that I do not know how to describe in words but that's it's that sort of echoey pow yeah I'm talking about yep what is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How, it's, like, it's just a synthy sound. But it's, but it's, it's, yeah. it's a synth sound that is. It's just, almost a little bit like uh, it, it always reminds me of sneakers squeaking on a basketball. Oh, uh-huh, which is a great bit, sound. Like a more yes. explosive, yes. explosive sort of sound. That is a great. That's very New Jack Swing. Yes, definitely. Um, There's a lot of sound in New Jack Swing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, their song, their sounds that everyone knows, even if they don't consciously go. Yes, that's a New Jack Swing signature sound. Yeah. But it, they may think of it as like early '90s. They just think of it as early '90s yeah. music. Yeah, they think of but it. But that's old Teddy music. Riley. It's Teddy. That's Riley. Teddy Riley playing around with keyboards and yeah, and creating. A whole that's just genre. a guy who figured out how to play keyboards at the age of six. <laughs> so we mentioned Guy. God, I this is, I'm so Guy is one of my favorites. I don't know much about them other than they were Teddy Riley's yes. actual group. Yes. But he wasn't a singer in the group. No, he was the producer. He did some singing on it, and his singing was very, like, talk rappy. Yeah. Um, kind of nasally as well. Um, but uh, Guy was his – he had done some producing. Here's the whole story. Uh, <laughs> get real excited. Yeah. Um, he had done some producing, and uh, he was friends with a guy – this is an actually fascinating story. He was a, friends with a guy named Tim Gatling. Mm-hmm. And Tim Gatling's like, hey, man, I work at a clothing store with this guy named Aaron Hall. You guys should meet. And Aaron Hall is the voice of God. God they actually yeah. call him the voice. Mm-hmm. And so they met and they're like, oh, wow, we were really vibing. We should do a, We should do an album. They did an album. It would, they formed the group called Guy. They did the album. Which, by the way, I think it's a terrible name. But 
Yes. And and let, but is there a story behind it? No. The only okay. story I have about Guy is uh, I were, when I worked in the record store in uh, 1989, I was with another young guy, Daryl. And we were talking about – I was talking about how much I like Bobby Brown and I'll be sure. And he's like, oh, you must you must be really into Guy then. And I was like, I don't know the singer named Guy. I thought it was like, <laughs> who's the, who's yeah, Guy? What it sounds is like this? some French yeah. folk singer. And he's like, no, dude, Guy's a group. And he went and – we were closing and he went and put on Guy's Groove Me. Yeah. Cranked it up all the way. And that was my first, less my like epiphany New Jack experience. Yeah. And it was so good. A woman from the next door sandwich shop like ran into our, <laughs> our, our record store and just like, fuck yeah, this song. And it was just one of the best moments of my life. Yeah. Um, so Guy uh, was originally Tim Gatling. Uh, Teddy Riley and Aaron Hall and produced by uh, Gene Griffith who, Gene Griffin who we'll get into which was the he's kind a, of a mentor he's to, an interesting character yes he was yeah. a mentor to Teddy Riley so apparently Tim and Aaron fought a lot and Tim kind of fought with everyone so Gene was like you're gone you're fucking out of here yeah. but they had already done the album like they'd done the album and they'd done the cover album and they're like, well, fuck it, we'll just release it anyway. Yeah. So, guy, even if you get it today, on the cover is Tim, Aaron, and and Teddy. Mm -hmm. But Tim got kicked out and replaced by Aaron's brother Damien. Yeah. Who was kind of a background singer, dancer, and did a little bit of percussion. So Damien is not on any of that album. Well, it's fine that he's not on the cover because he's he, not on the album. He's not on the, he's not on the album. Yeah. But all the videos from that first. <laughs> album yeah. are Damien. Right. Which is really just bizarre to me. It's one of those timing things. It's one of those yeah, weird yeah. timing things where they're like, fine, I'm out. I'm not doing Guy anymore. Tim's gone. And they're like, well, we'll put Damien in. The album's already done. Nah, fuck it. I think that's almost kind of perfect though. Yeah. Because at least they didn't get to erase the guy who actually performed on the records. Yes. But then in the promotional material, it's like, Here's the guy who's in the group now. Which, Take a look. Which makes sense because <laughs> Damien's a little more charismatic. Yeah. Uh, a guy, the first album guy has 10 songs, all flawless. But, uh, no, I'm sorry. Nine are flawless. The last one called My Business is a Tim Gatling song. And you go, because mm, <laughs> you're singing lead on it. Well, let's watch Guy Do Groove Me on Soul Train. Yes. In 1988. Um, with the three very talented young men with an exciting sound. It's their latest single on the MCA label entitled Groove Me, and they are known as Guy. The immortal Don Cook. Yes. And they're lip syncing. Well, they've, they've already got some new Jack Swing sort of dancers here. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and they're all dressed in white and on a blousy shirt. Very blousy. Yeah, I love the blousy shirt. Isabel man. would love the blousy shirt. Yes, she would. Here. It's yeah. fantastic. So you see the guy dancing. That's Damien right there. And I see all of them dancing. Yes, Which one's Damien? Damien's on the right. Okay. Teddy's on the left. In the center is Aaron. Um, and they got compared a lot to, because it's three guys and the lead singer sounds exactly like him, the Gap Band. Oh, okay. Uh, Aaron sounds very much similar to Charlie Wilson. And uh, um, Teddy has been, gone on the record saying he was influenced a lot by the Gap Band. Yeah. And how much he loved them. We've looked at them before. Was it on our funk episode? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're way young here, man. Now, is there a name for the hair, the, the recognizably New Jack Swing thing where you have a flat top with the line shaved into the front? That I don't know. 
I think that's just a line. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what that is. That's a super key yes. visual element of New Jack's yeah. to me. It's, uh, yeah, it has to be like, I think that also the, the term is high and tight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You keep it high and tight. I mean, a, a, yeah. Well, the high and tight, I think it was more like the military. I guess that's true, too, yes. yes. But like for but gummy for, hair sounds yeah. sort of reductive, but yes. that's what people call it. But for a high top fade, that's faded, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a high top, so it is high. So it is high, and it's right. got to be tight on the sides. Um, There's other variants that are like where it's actually angled. Yes, like Gumby. Yes. And then you would get think guys would get real crazy, like Kwame, who was a rapper who was kind of involved in New Jack a little bit. Yeah, he had like it was almost like cubism in his hair. Right, which was like that's a like that's a lot of work, man. Or even sort of like dreads coming off. Yeah, but the 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 the, the one people will talk about it as like the kid in play because yes. he had the ultimate. That's crazy the ultimate, high. Yeah. But that was very high in tight. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, guy, they only they only did three albums. Yeah. So they did uh, they did this first album that was just called Guy. It was a huge R and B smash. Didn't really cross over. Teddy kept producing many, many other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did another album in 90 called The Future, which is very good. And then they basically broke up and did, didn't do an album until 99 mm. uh, called Guy 3. That by then it's, it doesn't sound special. Because it I sounds mean, like R&B. 99 New Jack Swing is pretty much over. Yeah. So the, the album is not even New Jack. It just sounds like whatever R&B was in 99 yeah and it's not at the vanguard of anything no it's not the vanguard but ironically they had their biggest crossover hit from a song that was called Dancing yeah it hit like number 19 on the billboard uh-huh. and it was like you're like wow that's the song that crossed over <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar to me it's not it, if, you heard, if, heard if it. you heard it you'd be like this sounds like any good R&B song in 99 yeah it's not not like this um, but this is Groove Me is the first song on the album Guy. Yeah. And when you when you put it on, you're just like, what the fuck? And there's they don't do it here because they have to fade out for Soul Train. But towards the end, of, the song stops. Yeah. And then you hear Teddy go, party's not over. The party's not over. And then it just kicks in again. <laughs> and if you'd never heard that song for the first time, you're like, what the fuck? fuck yeah. just happened you'd think that would come at the end of the album but no <laughs> no no not Teddy's like fuck it yeah Groove Me is one of those songs where if you said hey you know Groove Me by Guy I would have been like no, I've never even heard of Guy but then you play it it's like oh this is a song that I know in my bones without even realizing yeah. I know it it's that sound yeah yeah and yeah. I mean specifically that song it's like yeah I've heard this a million times yeah. I just never it's just in the air. Like, I didn't yeah. know it was gro- Groove Me by Guy, but of course I know the song. Yeah, it's just because it never really... They, they stayed on the R&B charts. But the clip's not... The party's not over. Party's not over. Party's not over. Party's not over. Don Cornelius is going to talk to it's Guy. It's going to be more of a party. Nice to have you with us. You are... Jamie Hall. Aaron Hall. Yes. Uh, got to be brothers, right? Yes, yeah. Teddy Rowley. Teddy Rowley looks like he's 12. He's, he's, he's not a tall man. No. Uh, he also has boyish good looks. Very young looking. So, yeah. he. Yeah. If you told me he was 15 here, I'd believe Yeah, him. exactly. And he's... Uh, 20? Yeah, he's like 19, 21. Teddy, you were involved with uh, some super big hits besides the one you just did, right? Yes. <laughs> he looks nervous. <laughs> he probably is. Yeah. Yes, I have. I mean, there's a big difference between being the guy behind the guy yeah. and being the guy and guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um 
Yeah, I mean, you can be the biggest producer in the world. It doesn't make you a performer. It doesn't no. make you yeah. not feel nervous in front of cameras. I, I, yeah, especially Mr. Don is. I think uh, in, in his subsequent, like, you know, on Black Street, he had a little more prominence. Yeah. And the second album of Guy, he has a lot more prominence. Johnny Kemp. Johnny Kemp was a big one. And the titles of those songs, incidentally. I Wanna, The Make It Last Forever album. And um, <laughs> Just Got Paid. And He's like, yeah, I'm making every record on your show right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be in this group, but I, <laughs> but I do it because it's fun. I wanna, yeah. <laughs> I wanna. Um, I met them a year ago, and I said to myself, I want to get a group together. He does not mention Tim. You know, producing all these different acts. I said I want to get my brothers together. <laughs> well, uh, you fellows have have something very exciting working for you, and. New York City should be very proud of Don is just Don, Don's on, he's on the other end of his... <laughs> yes. He's like, I don't really understand what they're doing because yeah. I'm from the 70s, but, but I like it. Yeah. He just wears a suit and tie now and kind of seems square, but he's still Don Pringle. He's still going to age and everyone loves him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I mentioned Mount Vernon. Yep. Another key figure in early New Jack Swing is un- unlike Guy, a dude with an awesome name. Yes. I assume like Keith Sweat, his birth name? No. No, not really. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. His 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 name is Albert Brown. Albert Brown. Yes. His stage name is what? I'll be sure. With a what on the end? Uh, well, it's with an exclamation point. You better write it with the exclamation point. I'll be sure. Point. You like panic at the disco <laughs> yes, or exactly. Yahoo. Or, yeah. It's <laughs> I'll be it's I'll be sure. <laughs> if you're angry. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll be sure. Big, big player in uh, New Jack Swing. In the article you read from, there's a great story about how he got his shot. Which is awesome. I forgot all about it. He was a roadie for That's Heavy right. D. Yes. So yeah. Heavy D and the boys were supposed to record and Heavy D didn't show up that day for the session. And Al B. Sure was just sort of there waiting around with everybody else and he asked if he could record. And they were like, well, we're already paying for the session and Heavy D's not here, so – Got do you it. think so he like cut a demo or whatever oh, I and like got a record that. deal off of it about that yeah he uh well he's like one of those you, guys when opportunity knocks you fucking answer the door and he also <laughs> i got rhode island on me <laughs> um he uh he he was one of those like real good looking dudes yeah uh not the greatest voice it was okay but he produced his stuff um it's funny when he got real big like a year or two later he produced uh an al green song that's a New Jack song. I almost put it on, but oh, yeah, room. yeah, it's called "As Long as We're Together." Yeah, and you'll hear it. And you go, "Wow, this is Al Green, the legend Al Green." He's doing a New Jack song, and Albie's on the background doing vocals and producing it and everything like that. Yeah, um, but he's another guy who was a big deal, but didn't quite cross over. Like I've long been aware of Albie Shore, yeah. but he's not. He again, from my perspective. As a white boy from Rhode Island yeah. who was not quite aware of pop culture yet when New Jack was popping off. But he's not a he's not like a top tier guy who I think of. Yeah, he crossed over a little bit with his first album in effect mode. Yeah. And then his second one didn't really do that well. It still sounds like New Jack Swing. It's not as good as in effect mode. Yeah. And then uh, I think he might have done another album and did some guest spots. And then for like the longest time, he was like a, a radio DJ. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know if he still is, but I know for a long time he was a radio DJ. He still does like uh, 
you still tour on the you know the the old school circuit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But this is one of his. Uh, this is off the first album, In Effect Mode. I love the song. This is uh, Rescue Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be his third song off it because there was. Uh, it's not the big hit, but it is. Well, he had he had uh, the my favorite song, which I didn't put on, was Night and Day, which is the ballad. Yeah. The, actually, it's an F Jam. It's not really a ballad. And then Off on Your Own, Girl. But that was the big song. Yeah. And here's a bunch of girls just chasing Albie. As as we record this, it's August 2018, and the show Pose, the first season, yes, was wrapped up, which was fantastic. And we both watched that show. Yes. And there's a great thing at the end of the season where uh, Electra, one of the mothers yes. from one of the houses, like who is very cold and calculated, and downright mean, downright mean. Oh, two of the other characters mentioned that they have an audition for an Albie Sure video, and she loses her shit because she's like the biggest Albie Sure yes. fan, and she just like has a fan meltdown and is like freaking out, and it's a hilarious moment because it's so out of character. It's so her, out of character. She's she, like, I love Albie Sure. She like, turns yeah. all like coquettish and yeah, girly yeah. and like that. That uh, I love that scene, and I love it too because they they show the audition, the fake audition for the off on your own uh, uh, video. Yeah, and of course I turn to Anna. I go, oh, there's no dancing like that in off on your own. <laughs> there's <laughs> no bad spoiling dance. next season though when the characters find out uh, they cut the dance. Because. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was he's one of those he was definitely a heartthrob. Yeah. Um and yeah, he, yeah, he had a little bit of hard day's night there at the beginning. Yes. And here it comes again. He's just gonna run on stage. But yeah, as soon as it kicks in, you'll be like, oh yeah. Just that percussive, it's so percussive. Sort of looks like the my prerogative video. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um but he also, he went a little against the grain fashion-wise where he didn't dress up as slick as, like, Guy. Yeah, he's wearing around. a fucking jean jacket. That was kind of his, his look. Yeah. He was, like, he did a lot of jean, jean jacket, sweater. So it was a little more casual and accessible, but still real super cool. It's a little more leaning into the hip-hop side of things, I think, than the, not the hip-hop, is jean jacket. Yeah, it's just a little more casual. It's a little more street and yeah. slick. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I how does how does Anne feel about I'll be sure? She's kind of mad. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's why I, I, this like takes me back to dancing in college, so yeah. that's why I love it. But um, in effect, mode is a great album because there's a lot of great songs. But specifically, uh, he had a song called Night and Day, which is a great song. It's a, like I said, it's an F jam. But the album has two sides, the day side and the night side. Ooh. Yes. So the day side... He's, ta- he's the- taken his cues from R.E.M. on that one. <laughs> yes. They used to name the sides of their album, so it'd be like the sun side and the moon oh, side, yeah. or whatever, instead of A and B. That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, the day side was all the up-tempo stuff, like Rescue Me Off on Your Own, and then the night side was all the f Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. He was no dummy. Um... Now he's it's, he's a little bit naughtier than Keith Keith Sweat, I think. It's, he he sells it a little harder than yeah. than it. Uh, Keith's got some naughtiness in him, but he doesn't have, he doesn't sell it as hard. Albie and 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 Teddy Riley kind of have an interesting dynamic yeah. where uh, I find there's a lot of back and forth arguing in the Jack Swing. <laughs> so they had a big argument. They had a, not a beef, 
uh, seriously, but it was, um, there's a song on Guy uh, called uh, You Can Call Me Crazy that Al B. Shear's been like, that's my song, they ripped it off. Yeah. And then there's a song on uh, In Effect Mode called If I'm Not Your Lover that Tanner was like, that's my song, he stole it from me. Uh, in fact, Teddy gets a ranger credit on that song. So it was like they're a all weird... biting from each other. Yeah, they're all biting from each other. You're creating it together. Yeah. Um, so there's there's uh, there's some relations in there. Yeah. But it's not. It wasn't like they hate each other, but it was like, oh, they stole it from me. You stole it from me. Yeah. Um, but this is. I mean, if I'm being honest, in effect mode, I'll still listen to it to this day. I fucking love it. In effect mode. His second album has one good song, which is a single misunderstanding. I don't even remember the rest of the second album. I don't even remember the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was one of those... It was one of those, uh, I'm going to make my second album bigger, but it's still going to sound basically the same. Yeah. It's more money behind it, but it didn't really translate. Oh, yeah. He's got fireworks. Yeah. He's, he's got, got that got snarl. Show, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. He's... Keith Sweat smiles. <laughs> yes. I'll be sure snarls. He snarls. And he does a lot more pelvic thrusting. Yeah. A lot more. His ripped jean thing was a big look for him. That was that that's was a that's stick. a look again now. Oh, God bless it. God yeah. bless it's coming around. But yeah, I mean real talented guy. He, he produced he wasn't just a guy who sang, he produced and wrote all this stuff. Yeah. And it is very produced. Yes. I mean, it was created by a producer, so it makes sense. But I don't just mean the music, but, like, the stage presentation, yeah. the dancers, yes. the, the sort of uniforms. Not, Which, the, not even the uniform, but a, there's a dress code involved. Yes. Which, to me, is very New Jack's. It was a dream. It never oh. happened. Ooh. It's still an 80s music video. <laughs> <laughs> up, man. And that's Andre Harrell. So, yeah. so Huh? <laughs> in effect mode. In effect mode. But, you know, speaking on um, how everything is produced and, and very tight and slick, and to me, that's New Jack Swing. And I know people, some people are like, oh, it's overproduced, it's too slick. And I'm like, no, that's the point. Yeah, that that's the angle you take in retrospect because in the 90s, it became uncool to be produced. Yeah, exactly. Like in all genres of music and culture in general. Yeah. So it's only in hindsight that you go like, eh, it's too, it's too slick. Yeah. There's no real instruments anywhere on this album. It's yeah. all a computer and synth. And I was like, I don't fucking care. But now that it's retro, it's just like disco. Like now that it's, yeah. it's old enough now, it's cool again. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Which makes me a happy and sad yeah. because it means I'm old. The, ne- <laughs> the next clip is interesting because this is, again, me being the age I'm at. I remember Rex in effect very, yes. very well. Yeah. For Rump Shaker. Yeah, which is a gr- – I've got – I'm not going to fake it. I love that song. I have a very specific memory for Rump Shaker, which is not what you'd expect. <laughs> but I was in fourth grade. Oh, my God. When it was a hit. This is just the weirdest specific memory. And I taped it off the radio. So I had a tape with the radio recording on it in my Walkman. And I was waiting for the bus, but it was not a snow day. (laughs) But sometimes if it snowed, but it wasn't too bad, you'd get a delay. You'd get like an hour or two delay for school. Yeah, and it's now, now come to school. So I remember sitting in the the front of my house waiting to go to school on a snow delay day 
listening to Rum Shaker, rewinding it, listening to Rum Shaker, just, uh, just, just that one song. I kept rewinding and listening to it over and over again because that's when it was a big hit in fourth grade for me. It was I was in fourth grade. Uh, that no joke might be my favorite memory you've ever shared. Yeah, it's real specific. That's great. I remember that morning. Yeah, just listening to Rum Shaker over. And I over can again. vividly picture you doing that. Yeah, and that saxophone intro. Yeah, it's it's a great yeah. song, and it was it was a it was a huge hit. And um, but I never knew. See, if you had asked me up until recently, I would have thought that they were a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. I did not know they had a song called New Jack, New Jack Swing. Swing. Yep, which was about two years before, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is how I first knew of them. I even got this album, which is it's okay, yeah. but the song is great, and it was. This is literally Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley uh, produced Rex and Effect. Uh, it's Teddy, and then it's another guy who I can't remember, and then Teddy's brother. Um, who are in Rex and Effect. Who are Rex and Effect. Teddy Riley's brother is, is in Rex, Rex and Effect. Effect. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. So Teddy's and and so it's one of those things where it's like, hey, Barry Cooper just coined my music New Jack Swing. Yeah, I'm going to make a song about it yeah. and brag about it. And you'll Thanks hear Thanks for this. doing my branding for me. <laughs> yes. Random journal. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. And he, um, midway through, Teddy comes up and raps on it. And basically, he raps about all the people he's producing. Yeah, which is fucking everybody. Which is great. And oh, you hear, is this song 15 minutes long? <laughs> yeah. All he just names names. He's like, he, you'll hear it. He goes, I got, I got, yeah. I got. And it's great. <laughs> and so there's a video for this, but just because it's the, uh, Late 80s, we had to bring back the Arsenio Hall show again. Yeah, I mean, I know we both love to feature an Arsenio yes, Hall show. We have to. Um, what year are we talking? 88, 89, something like this? 90? Maybe? I think this is 89. Okay. 1989. Yeah, live on the Arsenio Hall show. The sound of the 90s. Oh, wait a minute. That's wrong. That was a joke for his chunky album. A. Oh, he held, he held up the chunky he A. The chunky album. Oh, we got to talk about chunky A sometime. <laughs> sometime on the show. We're going to do a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode on chunky A. <laughs> chunky A. <laughs> it is a combination of rap, hip hop, R&B, and a lot of other grooves. It's called New Jack Swing. One of the men who helped mastermind the sound is young producer Teddy Riley. Uh, yeah. Like, shut up, we're out of time. Yeah, Bobby Brown to Guy, and now he's lending his support to this hot new group that includes his younger brother, Markel, performing New Jack Swing from their debut album. Please welcome Rex and Effect. Nice to have that. So, yeah, I think it's Markel, and then I think the other guy's named Akil, I believe. But this is, this is also because we didn't do a lot of uh, rap in here. This is the New Jack Swing beat just flipped. Now it's rappers. It's not singers. Right. Which became a big thing with Big Daddy Kane and uh, Heavy D and stuff. But it's about... it's. I mean, it's a production-driven subject. Yes, exactly. And you'll love how this plays out. So yeah, this is singing about New Jack Swing. Yeah. So Rex and Effects is good. They're not on the level of like God performance level. They just didn't have the yeah the chops, but they're great. And I love this song. 
It was just it was one of Teddy's projects. It was a Teddy project where he's like, you know what, I'm huge now. I love my little brother. He can rap. Yeah. All right, I want to do a little more rap thing, so let's do retrospect. Is that his brother? I think that's his brother. I don't remember which one was his brother. Now they're doing the running, doing man. running man. People were like, the running man was such a big deal when it came out. We have no fucking idea. It's cool. It still looks cool. I mean, there's a new running man now. Um, and I'm like, that's not as cool as the old running man. All right, look, Teddy Riley came out of the audience. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a simple effect, but I always love when that shit happens. So here's how he's going to break down who is in his group, or who he produces. Key Sweat. Heavy D. Today. Modi. Be sure. Bobby Brown. That gets weird. That's a rapper. Rapper. Boy George. James Ingram. Oh, James Ingram too? Yes. I knew that he worked with, was it Boy George Solo or Culture Club? Yeah, Solo. Okay. And he did a James Ingram song called Unreal, which sounds just like a New Jack Swing song. Yeah. Yeah. And he is 21 years old. Yes, and he has worked with major people and he's not even 30. Now, I like a running man, but I prefer a Roger Rabbit. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Roger Rabbit's habit. Uh, the I goofier, but it's just got a little bit more flair. It's got a little more flair. I, like I, was, uh, I was a big fan of the running man. You know what I like to do? I like to go the running man into the Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean they're they're similar enough that they you can flow through all. Yeah, yep. I mean you can. <laughs> I can. I yep. tried to do the running man once and I almost <laughs> broke my ankle because I am the least coordinated person alive. I was a big fan of running man. I was also a big fan of. It got called many different things, but we call it the troop from yeah. the group troop or the. Uh, this is a different dance, not familiar. Uh, there's the running man, but they would do the troop or it's also called the Karen White, which was an R&B singer that they said she did it. But this is all, like, they're doing steps, too. They're doing, like, steps from fraternities. Yeah, the running man sort of like moonwalking to me. Like, it looks simple enough, then I'm just like, nah, I have no idea what it's mo- how my body is yeah. to go. Your foot has, to, one foot has to come down, and the other one has to come back yeah. at the uh, same time. I have no, I have control over my body, but no command. <laughs> <laughs> the running man was probably one of the most important moves I learned as a as a dancer. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, well, you would have more of a, your opinion weighs more than mine in this, but I would say it's like the dance move of a new Jack Swing. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like we said, I think when we did Madonna, when Madonna did Express Yourself yeah. uh, on the MTV boards, uh, she, she broke down and did a Running Man move yeah. because it was big at the time. Okay. Now the, you noted for me and I won't s- spoil what we're going to look at, but the next two videos for some reason go together. Kind of. Okay. Uh, I did more research. They do it a little bit. There are two groups mm-hmm. that sound exactly alike. Yeah. Completely different groups. And it's kind of the story of around this time where, um, Teddy Riley and his manager, and, uh, and producer and mentor, Gene Griffin. Griffin broke ties okay so for Gene Griffin so this, this is like uh, New Edition and Maury Star a little bit yeah sort of yeah. thing yeah Gene Griffin uh, who they say he has admit, he died a while ago I think in 2009 or a bit ago oh did he yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was a noted drug dealer 
He uh, was in the music business before he, he got did a great one of the yeah. best disco songs ever. He had a production company, and that production company produced the single from In Deep called Not Last Night a DJ Saved My Life, mm-hmm. which if you don't know, go get it because it's one of the best disco songs ever. <laughs> uh, and he was from Harlem, and he immediately recognized that Teddy Riley was a special talent, kind of took him under his wing. He had admitted that. He's like, yeah, I used to sell drugs all the time. Yeah, so he got um, locked up for a couple of years. Rumors that he committed murder, that was never proven. Yeah. But he he was very instrumental in grooming Teddy Riley, very instrumental in New Jack Swing, produced a bunch of stuff along with Teddy Riley. Um, apparently, um, as things progressed, however depends on uh, wherever the story tell, is told, they say that Gene would take credit for songs that he had nothing to do with mm-hmm. and put his name on it and not put Teddy's on it mm-hmm. and not get paid. So Teddy didn't get paid. So it's classic artist manager bullshit yeah and they parted ways but before they parted ways teddy came up with uh discovered this group called today um, Who he just mentioned in his rap yes on new jack swing um he did and he produced their first album which had him or me which we saw in the very first video and girl i got my eye on you which sound very very they're great generic new jack songs but you're like oh it's a new jack swing song and then I, he didn't produce this one I got the feeling, which was on their next album. This is a Gene Griffin production. Oh, okay. After you, the after the riff, yeah, and Teddy, and yeah, Gene. okay. After the riff, so so Teddy was involved with this group, but after he and Gene sort of split up, they they were already committed to uh, the label. I see. Yes. Okay. So, and this is a great song, but it's, uh, it's this is Gene Griffin, not not uh, Teddy Riley doing New Jackson. And today's a great great group. They have a song. Um, on House Party called Why You Getting Funky On Me that's today any chance that today is a acronym for anything I know it's not I wish it was that'd be real complicated I feel now the Gumby here is starting to get a little more yeah it's more elaborate you see the structures in it and the lead singer of this is Big Bob Big Bob Big Bob he does almost all the singing in it so you can say today, part two. So it's kind of like we're moving on. They kind of look like new edition stand-ins. Yeah, this is like <laughs> you get a lot of like around this time where it's so big. Yeah. If you're like, hey, this isn't today. This is a new edition track that never got released. You'd be like, okay, yeah, because yeah. now it's like the second wave of new Jack Swing. Yeah. People starting to everyone's getting get on the bandwagon. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, everything's, uh, you can see like, they're all wearing suits. The suits are a little bigger. It's almost zoot suitish yeah. in the look because it's big Literally shoulders. sparkly, like they're sparkles. Let me tell you, Stone, I had suits that were big ass shoulder pads. Well, you've already said you own three pairs of Z-Cabarichis. I own three pairs of Z-Cabarichis. I had a green, I wouldn't say it was an olive green um, suit. Yeah. That had big fucking ass shoulder pads yeah. that I would wear with like a patterned shirt and no tie. Oh, so why I would, would you? Because you buttoned it up. Who are you, Don Cornelius? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I was too. That was look. You t- you buttoned up the top, but you didn't yeah. do the tie. Yeah. Put on my obsession for men cologne sure. and yeah. just thought I was hot shit. I mean, I'm old enough to remember like grade school and junior high dancers where there were a lot of pleated black pants yeah 
silk short sleeve yeah. shirts with a couple of open buttons and a, and a skinny chain. Nah, yeah, that's that's Unlike like the junior look. high Guidos. Yes, in I the never early nineties. I never went that direction. I never had the chain. I could never yeah. pull the I chain. Didn't, I didn't because. But if you like what they're wearing, that's what I, that was very similar. Suits, probably yeah. a little cheaper though. Just a lot of fabric. It's yes. a time of excess. Yes, and all these dances are dances that I did. All yeah. these dances are now becoming standard. So this is kind of like the standardization of New Jack Swing. Yeah. It's still popular. This was a hit. It's still big. What year did you say? 90. 90. Yeah. And so now there's a little rap here. It is getting slicker. It's yeah. getting a little more mainstream. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, that hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Where a lot of work. It, there are steps. Yeah. He's got a staircase on the <laughs> Yes. Which... I look at that and I go, you probably had to go in yeah. like every like, couple, of, at least a week, oh, a week yeah. to get that. I yeah. mean, that's commitment. Um, yeah, I can't remember any of the other guys except Big Bob. <laughs> he was the big singer and he's got a great voice. Yeah. But you can tell it's like, oh, it's a little bit like Guy. It's a little bit, uh, but it's not real. The fashion's more colorful here. Yeah. There's also you There's can a hear a little more, bit of precursor to color me bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can hear the you can hear there's a little scratching in there now. Yeah. I mean this is this is what poison sounds like. This is what yeah. heavy D exactly. record sound like. Yeah, it's all getting into that same vibe. Yeah. Um we didn't even say Belle DeVoe, but I think for a lot of people, poison is the New Jack Swing song in there. I do not consider it New Jack Swing. You don't? I do not. Uh, that's not me being a dick. That's just because personal of, opinion. Like, who's producing it? And who's producing it, and to me, it's more of a hip-hop song. Okay. It feels more hip-hop to me. Maybe because it's the Bomb Squad that produced it, so yeah. it might taint my opinion. It has the touchstones of New Jack Swing in it. It doesn't have the smoothness of it to me. No, it, it leans doesn't. harder it's on the more aggressive. Or it leans on the more aggressive side. Yeah. So that's why I guess why I never really. But this beat in this song is very similar to Poison. But I think this swings more. Yeah, that's that's probably why. But I'm 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 just being. You You're know, splitting I'm hairs, splitting but that's hairs. fine. Yeah, so that's what I'm here to do. I mean, that's what yeah, that's what the show is. About. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what music nerds do is we split hairs. Yes, exactly. Um. But it's part of the same booyah base of. I agree. Of, it's why rapping at in R and B at the at, in the late eighties. Sometimes early. people will throw in Tony 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 as New Jack, and I go, mm-hmm. You don't think Tony Tony Tony's New Jack's one? Their first song, yes, which was Baby Doll yeah. off their first album, which is a great song. Right. But by their second album, what's well, the big hit? Um, uh, well, they have um, if I had no loot, it never rains in Southern California. What's the um, one I'm thinking of? Please. Get down. Um, um, slow wine. No, uh, skip ahead to like 91, 92. Uh, I know, I know exactly what you're thinking of, and I'm completely blanking, and it's yeah. gonna kill me. We'll come up with it. Well, it'll, it'll come there. Yeah. Uh, what goes around comes around. Um, fuck. Well, well yeah, don't we'll think, think about it. it. So, yeah, set up because we haven't mentioned this next group, and by the way, I googled them and found nothing on them. <laughs> oh, good. That makes you happy. Yeah, I, am, I could not find any information on this group. Oh, this is Basic Black. Okay. Basic Black is barely a one-hit wonder. Their song is called She's Mine from 1990. This is the – this is where it gets real interesting to me is – This is the one that sounds just like today. Sounds like just like today. Yeah. But they were formed by Gene Griffin right after Guy left. 
So they the broke label t- you mean? Yeah. Okay. And they broke ties, broke all ties with Gene Griffin because okay. Gene Griffin apparently was not paying them. Yeah. Taking credit. So guys like we're out, we're done, severed ties. Gene, Gr- Gene Griffin comes up with Basic Black. Uh, they did this song called She's Mine. Medium R&B hit didn't mm-hmm. cross over. And you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of generic New Jack Swing. But as we'll play it, there's a there's a, there's a story that I, I love and uh, that happens to have to do with Guy. Right at the start of the video, it opens on a car license plate. And the license plate is N-E-W space J-A-C. New York license plate. Yeah. New Jack. Well, what, a, what other state would it be? Yeah, it couldn't be, you know. Arizona. Well, Pasadena. You're talking about. <laughs> Pasadena, underrated New Jack Swing city. People don't know about was, it. Who's from? Was it Troop? Troop. Troop is from Pasadena. Yeah, yeah that's right. Total respect of all of, of other people. Yeah. yeah. And I know no one from Basic Black. No one. I think they. I think what, the one thing I found on them, they're not from New York. Oh, okay. Because the one reference I found is in like the local paper from wherever they're from, like they were getting together to do performances. Like they're from Illinois or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they were, they were Peoria or not even Chicago or something like that. Or I made that up. I'm going to go with it. Um, Cause they weren't huge. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so Gene Griffin's in this video. Oh, is he? Some, it's, it's the old guy in the video. She's mine. So yeah, this is She's Mine. Feels good? For yes, thank you. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. You don't think that's New Jack Swing? No. Okay. No. I so don't. all the stuff that I think is like primary New Jack Swing, you I don't, not even I can, I, can, I don't necessarily consider that. Yeah. I can see how it's looped in there. Yeah. So this guy sounds a little bit like Aaron Hall. Mm-hmm. From, from Guy. From Guy. But it, the band is a little bit like uh, today. So this is why I actually distinctly remember buying this album in 1990 because I liked the song. Yeah. And then like the rest of the album, I was like, oh, okay. One killer, the rest filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So here's the hook. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just generic. Yeah, they Jack Swing. Um, so here's by the numbers. Yes. Yeah, so here's the story that I love mm-hmm. is that um, uh, Basic Black comes out. Gene Griffin comes out with Basic Black. Guy comes out with their second album called The Future, and it has a song on it, which is a, a rap song, New Jack rap song called "Gotta Be a Leader," mm-hmm. which is essentially kind of a diss track on uh, Gene Griffin. And it's basically about being a leader, taking charge of your own life. Don't let, don't follow anyone. And in the middle of it, uh, they're all rap, it's all rap songs. So all the guys and guy have uh, a rap verse. And then uh, uh, Teddy's brother, Markel from Rex and Effect, has uh, a rap verse. And in it, he disses them and says, uh, the basic move you made was basically a waste. Why run a race just to come in second place? <laughs> Which is just a complete diss on Basic Black and Gene Grip. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, he just threw shade. Yeah, so this is like, 
if Gene Griffin is the analog to Maury Scar, a little bit, then Basic Black is the new kids on the block of <laughs> a little bit. Or they like, form another new. Since they didn't exactly hit as big as New Kids. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they only had this album. Yeah. Uh, and I am convinced. I could be wrong. I thought that Gene Griffin had something to do with. Remember the boys. Yes. Yes. I think he had something to do with it. Was he, that was his last big, the like proto another bad creation. Yes. That was. I think that was his last big involvement that that broke big. And then he, you know, ran into trouble, and I think he died of Alzheimer's or whatever. But look, the guy's doing the Running Man back by the synthesizer because that's what you did. Okay, so these guys are from Ohio. They're from they're from Columbus. Oh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Your own uh, my own town or my own uh, state, um, but yeah. So it's like 1990. So New Jack's been around for three years, and you can see that it's getting, for lack of a better phrase, generic. It's becoming just okay. Let's just roll it out, roll it out, roll it out. Yeah. Um, still a fan. That's <laughs> yeah. It's a weird. And then every they're always from about. 87 to 92 it's almost like it was law that you had to do the running man Mm -hmm. I mean that's just it just became a thing freeze frame yeah that's basic that was basic black okay I I did pick a couple videos for this episode Mm -hmm. but naturally just because of my age and not knowing as much about the genre years were front loaded with stuff from the classic golden age of New Jack Swing yeah couple of minor later period. Yeah. So now, based on the conversation we've had, I wonder if you even consider this song to be New Jack Swing. But even if you don't, it doesn't matter because of the video that we're going to watch. Okay. So the song is Motown Philly by yeah. Boys to Men, which I, I think you're probably going to say no, doesn't count. I, I, personally, I say no. Great song. Love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is now, it's 91. Yeah. We're at the tail end of this golden age. Yeah, I think it's late 91, too. And they are, they're definitely not, I mean, they're not from New York. They're not, they're not hip hop. Well, I mean, they're they're a vocal group from Philly. They they really only had hip hop influence in their first album. Yeah. By the second, third album, there's not, it's really just kind of straight up R&B and mostly ballad. Sure, but this is from their first. This is, yeah. Um, and this is, they were discovered by Michael Bivens yes. from uh, New Edition. Yep. To me, I hear Motown Philly, and that's what I think of as New Jack Swing. But you are the purist. So no, I'm the purist. I, I don't, cons- uh, it's one of those, uh, I can see why. Yeah. It's that time frame and it's close. But to me, I, I for, for me in my head, I go, no. Uh, I'll have to hear it. I'm going to hear it again and I'll explain. Okay. But the video that I've chosen is not the music video for Motown. Okay. This is a video that went semi-viral, almost viral a few years ago, where a dance crew, a rather large dance crew, filmed themselves dancing to Motown Philly. Oh. While they're all wearing, they are dressed the part of early 90s fashion. What? So if you if you haven't seen this, you're gonna love this. I don't think I've. This is the one that I told you ahead of time. I have a video that's gonna make you shit your pants. You're gonna be so happy. And I was like, I want to shit my pants. Yeah. Uh, So let's watch. This is I am Bounce is the name of the group. I am Bounce choreography. So they made their own dance video to Motown Philly. 
Oh, it's really exciting. Oh, I do know this. You have this is fantastic. Yeah. I forgot all about it. So these guys are great. These guys are. This is insane. I'm so glad you put this on, dude. I yeah. forgot all about it's this. It's insane. And again, for me, this is what I think. For you, New Jack Swing is already kind of over. Yeah, but little I bit. think of this early '90s, the big sweatshirts. Some some of the clothes they wear, like I remember specific. I'll, I'll point it out. This is why. See, for me, but, and I, I lean I lean harder on the smooth and the swing part. Yeah. And while this is like hip hop beats and and really good singing, to me it doesn't have that. It, it has the percussiveness and the hip hopnesses. It doesn't have that swing like Groove Me has. Yeah. And for me, it's. I only became aware of it once you came into the second or third wave where they're building music on top of the foundation of New Jack Swing. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I agree. So, with that. Boys to Men, Color Me Bad, TLC, yeah, stuff like that. Well, I mean, to Motown Philly is 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 what I think of when I think of New Jack. This Swing, album, even though it's is amazing, not purely New Jack Swing. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen this since it became big. This guy's wearing a sweatshirt that says Respect the Classics in the Martin font for some yeah. reason. Oh, okay. yeah. I told this girl. This. First of all, I'm in love with her. She's got the Dwayne Wayne oh, chain. Oh, she does. And that jacket, I remember kids in my, uh, at least one kid in my elementary school had that jacket. I, Paul, if I, in the pur- with the purple hair. Oh. I, if you hadn't put this on, I would have completely forgot about this yeah. ever existed. I totally remember this. They're doing all the great dances. The baggy jeans with Timberland. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely second wave. Yeah. Oh, I did that. Oh, she's great. Her? I mean, they all are. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm loving her. Oh, in the, in the, in the yes. middle. Yeah. Which basically is uh, on brand for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They go outside. Whole new part of the crew yeah. on the sidewalk. The cutoff jeans with the Timberlands works too. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, like calling this new Jack Swing, I, 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 don't, I don't get mad at this it. This is when it's been mainstream. Yeah, I totally don't get mad at it. Yeah. I get it. Oh my god, I forgot all about this video. It's, a, it's just a house party. Yeah. And it's so well done. It still has all those sound effects that Teddy Riley and It does. It does. Like the, all that percussiveness is yeah. Jack Swing. Yeah. Her. Yeah, she is amazing. Yeah. And that hat, that hat is so That sort of flip top biker, yeah. like, like it was a cyclist hat that you flipped up. Uh, with the snipes ward in uh, White Man Can't Jump. Right. Uh, oh, that dance I did all the time. Is there a name for that? I can't remember. Yeah. There's Roger Abbott. Yeah, this, this is this is the stuff that bubbles up memories for me. I remember when this song was. High. Oh, this was insane. This album, Cooley High Harmony, I think is their, their best song. Oh, it's great. I mean, it has this, and it has. It's so hard to say goodbye. To it, is, they, it has. Uh, um, it has. Uh, Symphony ain't easy, which is great. It's 
has an underrated song called Little Things Mean a Lot. It's a great album. I think subsequently they got softer and softer. Yeah, they became more of an R&B vocal yeah. group. And, which they probably would have been in the first place if yeah. New Jack Swing wasn't that. I, I think you're right. They would have been a, they would have been a ballad group. Yeah. Because that's what they became. That dance is great. Uh, I mean, how do you... Every video should have a Soul Train music on. Oh, yeah. There's your, she is great. Uh, yeah, she... That's I have, what I, I thought a big crush on whoever that girl is. Bucket hat. Oh, yeah. Is it a Kango? Or I it thought it was a Kango. Oh, this is so well done. Yeah. My older brother had this album on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember about that. This one. So I just listened to this song. Like, again, I, I swiped his tape and would just re- rewind this and listen to it over and over. I still, I still have the CD. Now, BBD in that is referencing Belle Biv DeVoe. Yes. Is ABC another bad creation? Yes. So they'd already discovered ABC yes. when they recorded Korea uh, Harmony. Yeah. Okay. They'd done Aisha and. Yeah, I was not sure of the timing. I was like, are they already name dropping ABC on this? Yeah. It's probably, it might have been a one-two punch now that I think of it. It was very close together. There's one really big artist in the history of New Jack Swing who we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Uh, His name is Michael Jackson. Heard of him? Vaguely? Yeah. I mean, you don't think of him as a New Jack Swing artist. Mm -hmm. But you have to talk about Dangerous. Yeah. When you talk about the history of New Jackson. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Quincy Jones, we gave him his own episode. We've talked about the fact that he produced Off the Wall. Yeah. Thriller. Yep. Bad. Yeah. Now it's 90, 91. Yeah. MJ has to make a new album. Yep. You're out, Quincy. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, man. Yeah, man. We need someone new. Someone fresh. Who does he call? He calls Mr. Teddy Riley. He does. Teddy Riley produced much of Dangerous. Which is, at the time, you were like, what? Yeah. It was like, that's insane. It's it's putting two superstars together at the and it's just, it was so, so anticipated because you'd heard about it. Like, yeah. you're on MTV News. Yeah. And uh, I think it, I think it had... Uh, a mixed bag, in my opinion. The album, yeah, yeah. It's again. It's the first one I rem. It's the first Michael Jackson album I remember coming out. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes sense. The other ones just sort of always existed. To yeah. Me. But I remember when Dangerous came out. But I wasn't aware of who Teddy Riley was. At yeah. The time. And I never thought of it as a New Jack Swing album. Yeah. Now understanding the history, I understand what happened. Yeah. Although there's is- a cool story about. Michael Jackson hooking up with Teddy Riley that I know – I don't know if you know. I don't know. I might not know. This Here. is super interesting. Though. Great. Bring it on. I'm going to blow your mind. All right. He – when he linked up with Teddy Riley, Michael Jackson was like, yeah, I wanted you to work on that. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Because Quincy Jones brought – New Jack stuff to Michael Jackson was like, this is the new sound. We want this kid on the album. So they called Gene Griffin. And Gene Griffin had way too many demands. Ah, for see? Them. So they were like, fuck it. Never yeah. mind. And that, Teddy didn't even know about it. Wow. They, went to, they went to his manager first. And yeah. his manager was like, yeah, we'll work with you, but we want this much money. We want yeah. this and this and this. And they were like, 
Forget about it, buddy. And Gene never even brought it to Teddy Riley. Again, knowing that you go, yep, that sounds like Gene Griffin. That sounds like Gene Griffin. That sounds like that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. But Michael Jackson, when, when when he told that, when he asked Teddy about it later and Teddy was like, I didn't even know about that. He's like, well, everything happens for a reason. You're here now. Yeah. I want you to do like the whole album. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I For every – there's many songs on uh, uh, Dangerous I Love. Like I think we've talked about – remember the time. That's like the new Jackiest of the songs. Which is a, a, the and, best song. And my album. favorite on that. Yeah. That love that. I love In the Closet. I think that's a great song. That's a cool one. But then I mean, I'm, you don't like black and white. I like black I and white. I don't like black and white. Yeah. Uh, jam, I really want to like. It's not. It's, it's not. not great, but I'm like, it's Teddy Riley, Michael Jackson, and Heavy D. What the fuck? Is yeah. I want it to be blown away. And then the video has Michael Jordan in it, and you're like. It's sort of boring. But yeah, the sound of it boring. is that explosive New Jack sound. Yeah. yeah, and it's the song that opens the album. Yeah, it's not even a great lead-off track. Yeah. It's just a... Uh, um, but I like, I like, I can't let her get away, which is kind of a underrated gem. Yeah. But so that's why, yeah, black and white. I'm like, that's oh, okay. I might be tainted by black and white because I'm like, oh, the video is dumb. I remember the world premiere of the video yeah. sitting down with my brother watching. <laughs> Super exciting. Yeah. Uh, so I have a soft spot for that yeah. song. But remember the time is the one. It's video and yeah. song. It's and, unbelievable. And Teddy good. Riley performs it now in concerts. You can find YouTube oh, I didn't even know that. I'm going to look that performing up. Performing Remember the Time. He'll I, do it solo. Because cool. he knows because it's that good. It's his song. Yeah. It's his song. Michael Jackson has performed it. Yeah. Uh, all that said, yes. we don't really do greatest hits here. I mean, we make exceptions. But yes. we're not going to talk about anything. We're, we're not going to look at anything on mm. Dangerous. We're going to look at the music video for Blood on the Dance Floor. I forgot about this song. That's... I, because I, this is a time in history where people sort of forgot about Michael Jackson. Yeah, I forgot about this. I forgot that it was Teddy Riley. It, yeah, he yeah. still worked with him on yeah. this album too. Yeah. We're skipping all the way ahead to 1997. Yeah, I remember this. The, by this point, I mean, this is only a couple years after, like, no diggity. Yeah. But but New Jack Swing isn't cool anymore. No, it's not. No, in fact, like like you said, no diggity, which was a huge song. Yeah. That's Teddy's group. That is not New Jack at all. Right. A lot of people, I think, would draw the line at 1991 for the golden era. Maybe Dangerous is like the end of the line. That's what I it's, call it. It's fully mainstream now. Yeah, that's what I call it. I, some people online would say, um, um, oh, what's that fucking song? Hold for editing while I try to come up with it. Uh, this is how we do it. Oh no! But you're, well, see, yeah, but you're a purist about what counts. But yeah. that's that's to me that's in the vein of P Diddy and Uptown. That's just taking a song and rapping over it, as opposed to creating something. Yeah, that to me, that I don't call that New Jack at all. That's just an R. That's just an R and B rap song from the mid nineties. But but that is a blurry line now. Not for me. Not for you <laughs> as a purist. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but. The title track from Blood on the Dance Floor, if you consider it a New Jack Swing song, which you probably don't, but it has all the hallmarks of New Jack Swing and, in fact, is kind of a ripoff of a classic New Jack Swing song. I have so forgotten about Blood on the Dance Floor that yeah. this is going to be like a refresher course of what the song is. But, I, and but, the video. I forgot all about it. If it's hard to quantify what exactly counts as New Jack Swing, I don't know how you can say this, but I did read that it's – the last New Jack Swing record to chart. 
on the on the Hot 100. Would be Blood on the Dance. Blood, the title track from Blood on the Dance. Did it chart even? I don't even know little, if it broke the top four. Yeah, I, I don't barely know. remember. Blood I don't Dance remember. And I never saw this video until I pulled it for this. I episode. remember. I remember the video and I remember the song, but I don't remember going. Oh my fucking god! Because yeah, my, he was he yeah. was not really that hot yeah. at this point. He kind of this came, is like post Scream and post history. Yes. And before he did stuff with Rodney Jenkins, which was like Butterfly, and yeah. stuff, which is pretty good, but it still wasn't a big comeback. Yeah. But it is Teddy. And already, like, no, this is New Jack. That snare, I mean, that yeah. is. Yeah. This is New Jack. Yeah. This is New Jack. But I mean, you're New right. Jack, but it's 1997, it's and it just sounds kind of old fashioned. Yeah, it does. It yeah. really does. Especially because No Diggity, even though it's a huge sample, that sounded so fresh. It yeah. was so fucking. Funky and new. Yeah. And it was a signal that, like, maybe even Teddy Riley's over New Jack. Swing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But it could have been... I would not be surprised, and I'm just making up the story in my head, yeah. where Mike's like... I call him Mike. Uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, Teddy, let's do another song. Let's make a new Jack. Let's yeah. make, make another new Jack song. And Teddy's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because this is straight up... This is straight up New Jack. Yeah. But it's not cutting edge. No, it's not. It's amazing how it doesn't feel it at all. Yeah. That's not to say it's bad. No. Oh, God, now I remember it. Yeah? Yeah. See, now... That snare is... Yeah. This is New Jack. Now... Uh, so this was 97, right? Yeah. 97. So a uh, 27-year-old Kirk would be like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't really meh but 48 year old Kirk is like yeah man yeah I like it 14 year old Paul is like I just discovered Are You Experienced by the Jimi Hendrix Experience and it blew the, my brains out of the, my ears so I was not even paying not attention, even attention, attention. No, no, no. no like this is I was discovering classic rock radio it's <laughs> so funny yeah. this this was forgettable at its time. Yeah. And now here and I go, oh, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to get it now. I'm yeah. Go it, grab it's it. worthy yeah. of reevaluation. It's totally real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, I'm like, oh, this is a great hook. It's a great new Jack yeah. sound. It just came out four years too late. Four or five years too late. Yeah. Wasn't, I thought the album Blood on the Dance Floor was like remakes. I, it, maybe it was like a bunch of dance remixes plus one I new single. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I'm almost positive that's what it was. Just to sell the album and yeah. put a single on there. I hate when they do that, when someone will release a greatest hits, but then put one new song on it. Yeah. It's like we talked about when Madonna did Breathless. Right, right. Just yeah, a bunch yeah, of covers yeah. in Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this to me sounds a lot like my prerogative in the chorus. Huh. When it comes back around. I, see it, I mean, yeah. Is that new Jack Free chorus. Yeah. The all important chorus. I am, uh. The nostalgia's kicking in and I'm warming to the song more and more yeah, yeah, yeah. as it is played. But it is at the time, too, because you're also looking at this video and you're like, oh. Let me hear this. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I can see that. But it's also the vein of, like, Oh, Michael's done all this before. Like yeah, and he doesn't even seem that into it. Like no. he's doing his signature dance moves, but they're so yeah. lazy. And they're amazing and they're great. And he's yeah. got the presence, but you're also like, oh yeah, we 
We've, we've already been here. There's no urgency. Exactly. Yeah. With the song or with the performance. Yeah. And it also gets you because it's 97 and, and maybe they know. Yeah. I mean, I'd also be curious to know, was there in 92, 91, 92, was this like, we didn't make dangerous, but they're like, oh, let's, let's put it out now and we'll just kind of revamp that it. That could be. Let's, let's, that let's could explain why they're still doing this yeah. sound, but I mean, I was watching music videos in 1997, and I never saw this. I do remember this video, yeah. and I do remember watching it and going, oh, okay, great. Yeah, it's sort of just generic. You know why? It's because he had so many videos that you're like, what is going on? Even yeah, like, it's not like, groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, it's just not groundbreaking. It's just a, it's just a regular you video. You expect so much from Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, that's the thing. He, uh, like, even like... Remember the time you're like, oh my god, this video is amazing. Oh, so much in that, and this is just—it's a video of him dancing in a nightclub. Yeah, which is nice, but you know, I mean, that video had Iman, yes, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Magic Johnson. This has some model, some model, and a bunch of dancers. Yeah, yeah, but um, but that that I, could, depending on your definitions, be the last. New Jack Swing record. Based on the sound, I would definitely say that. And until I'm until yes. Oh, good segue, <laughs> Paul. Good segue, Paul. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because new, everything old is new again. Yes. Uh, an artist who you like quite a bit. Yes. Linked up with a brand new artist who I liked yeah. immediately. Yes. I'm I am old and uncool and very rarely on the cutting edge. But at my media job, I was the first person in the office to be like, we should be talking about Cardi B. You were and my boss yeah. was like, who is Cardi B? <laughs> and this was like last summer when Bodak Yellow was, was yeah. popping off. You you bought stock in Cardi B very early. Yes, I did. Yes. I was not a, I was not aware of her as early as like when she was on Love and Hip Hop. And so I'm not saying I was the first person yeah. to hear about her by any means. She had such... She went from nobody to the biggest star yeah. in a while, pretty overnight in a way that you rarely see anymore. I only knew of her by name, didn't know any of her music. And yeah. then when this came out, I was like, oh, that's Cardi B. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 But none of her stuff, other stuff sounds like this because this is well, a New Jack song. It was anyway. Yeah. I mean, this is this is finesse by Bruno Mars, <laughs> which is a huge hit. Like we say, we don't do greatest. This is an enormous hit. Everyone should know. This. Everyone should know this. It's got millions of views. But yeah. but I chose it to, again to come full circle. Yeah. Because this is straight up a new Jack song. But this is like the third or fourth single off his album, which was released before Cardi B put out Black yes. Yellow. So she's on the remix. She's not on the album. She's no, on she's the not on the album. Release. She's on the single. The album cut. Uh, it still sounds very New Jack Swing. Yeah. It's still very – when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then the remix came out, and I lost my mind because I went, oh, they re- – Bruno Mars just nailed what New Jack Swing is. Just the nailed The sound it. of it, the look of the video, yes. the the cross colors, outfits everyone's wearing. Yeah, this – Although non- it's that early 90s New Jack Swing that apparently you don't count. The look, but the sound is New Jack Swing. This, sure. Yes. Um, and it's literally the Fly Girl set from In Living yes. Color. They rebuilt the set. They rebuilt it, yes. So it is a total pastiche of that early 90s yes. uh, New Jack yes. Swing. And I've always – Cardi B reminds me of like just a perfect mix of 
Lil Kim. People compare her to Nicki Minaj all the time. I'm like, why? Just because they're both female rappers with big butts. Like, she does not sound like Nicki Minaj. I to don't me. think so. To me, she she reminds me more of a left eye. She does in this, especially in this, because yeah. it's that new Jack Swing. Exactly. Thing. So I, this is like the TLC version of Cardi yeah. B. Yeah, I agree. Um, but just to wrap up the episode, we have to say new Jack Swing is back. It is. That's right. It's right. <laughs> Happy it's here. But yeah, I mean, I lost my shit when I saw this video. Yeah. And this, and they do the Running Man in this. Yeah. Oh, she's great. In this. She is the most likable person in the world. But also, again, this is a rap and an R&B song yeah. perfectly done like in the 90s and the, and the 80s and if you went and took a time machine and went back and be like here this is a Teddy Riley song that uh, Troop did yeah. you'd be like oh okay great yeah, great yeah <laughs> I mean it's so new Jack it's unbelievable and uh, I'm gonna tell you a lot about this video okay. first of all uh, when I first saw this video mm-hmm. I was like honest, I, it was one of those uh, big moments in my life I was at home. It was just me and uh, my daughter, my wife and my son were out doing something. And I was like, oh, there's a new Bruno Mars song, Finesse. I loved Finesse. I put it on. And as soon as it came on, I just started screaming at my daughter. I was like, get down here. And she thought she was in trouble. She starts freaking out. I was like, just sit here and watch this video with me. Because she likes Bruno Mars. And she loved it. She loved it. And then. This is like your dad showing you Three Stooges. Yes. I was like, learn this. Understand this. And she loves it. She loves Cardi B. Yeah. And then. But she can access it because it's new. Yes, exactly. Does she she care about any of that old music that you like? No. Well, she loves Michael Jackson. Okay. But she Who knows Michael it? Jackson, like, she doesn't know, like, she doesn't know Dangerous or Blood on the Dance from Michael Jackson. Right. She just knows the, she didn't even know Jackson. Did you fine. try to use this, though, as an entree to be like, oh, you like this? Here's Guy. No. No, you it, it wouldn't fly. Would, no. It would just, she would be like, oh, that's old. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she, she loves this. And then about a week later, I was home alone and I was like, I'm going to learn this dance. And so I, <laughs> I stood in my living room yeah. with this on and learned this dance. What I think every time I watch this video, especially this part, is, oh, cool, they found two backup dancers as short as Bruno Mars, <laughs> so they won't be towering over him. And, which is very hard to do. He's literally like 5'2 or 5'3 yes. or something like this. He is amazing. He is great. He's he great. nails the song. He nails the dance. And again, it's that effortless, I'm barely trying. He gets, he gets shit on a lot for not having any original ideas. But boy, does he do great pastiches. Like, yeah. Up Down Funk is a perfect Minneapolis yeah, sound exactly. song. It's a great time song. Yeah. That time, the time never. He's got, uh, he does a song that sounds like The Police, which I can't remember the name of. I know what you're talking yeah. about. The riff that's basically Roxanne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. I love that, it. That, what, this is that sound I don't know how to describe. Here. That, that sting. Yes. Yeah. That's is that? that I, that's Teddy Riley. That is the sound of the, of nineteen ninety yes. to me. That's Teddy Riley. Yeah. Yep. I mean this the remix is a slightly bit faster and it has the Cardi B stuff. Yeah. But this is again, this if you put this in ninety, no one would be like, Why is this futuristic song here? <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna talk about these the fly girls in this because they are amazing. As dancers or as dancers. Yeah. And one of them I'm like, oh, you are rocking a lot of confidence, and you are not scared of Bruno Mars. And she's the main girl. Her. Oh yeah. Okay. Here's where I lost my shit and made my daughter come down and watch this. Uh-huh. Was uh, right here. 
doing the running man backwards. That is the best. Like I the, the just moon started, walk running yeah, man. I, I just start screaming. Yeah. Um, but I love this woman dancing because she is yeah. confident. They put her front center they for her a front center, yeah. and then they put her dancing with Bruno coming up, and she's like, "Yeah, I ain't scared." Yeah. <laughs> this is great right here. <sighs> yeah, just that little boom, boom, boom. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's perfect. It, and again, it's and I've said it a billion times. I'm like, oh, it's something new that I like. I'm cool. Yeah, and I feel real good about it. I've yet to tire of the songs, even though it's I mean, that dude, that dude is straight out of today. Yeah, or, exactly. This guy. Oh, yeah. He, he's almost like the most new Jack looking dude in the whole video. Yeah. And that's with one of the his, shades. Yeah. And the, yeah. That's not that's actually one of his band members. That's not um, um, just some random like a model. But they yeah. definitely dressed him up. for. Yeah, the they video. dressed him up for it. And I'm, if anyone is listening, I'm referring to the bass player at like two minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> yes. That's his that's his real bass player. Yeah. His, he, looks, uh, he looks rad. His backing band has a bunch of guys who are like dancers and stuff. And I, my dream is like, could I be one of them? But if, if the rest – if everyone else in the video looks like 1991 New Jack Swing, he's like 1988 New Jack I Swing. I would agree. I would agree. Yep. I mean it's just so smart to make this video an In Living Color video because the song fits it so well. Yeah. It's – had they done a modern one, they'd be like, oh, it's fine. I'm entertained, but I, I want Cardi B to come back. Oh, just no, in time. Thank you. Yeah, this part is so new, Jack. And they're doing the running man there. Ugh. I mean, talk about what you, whatever you call it. It, the X Factor, whatever that star quality is. Cardi B has more of it oh, than yeah. anyone in a long-ass time. Yeah, she knows exactly what she can do. Because she's just a regular, regular, schmegular girl from the Bronx. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I did not know that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much Cardi B other than this and like it. Uh, oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's like my the only song of hers I don't like. Oh, really? It's got that old sample from that '60s. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm you, you haven't heard Bodak Yellow? Just in name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her whole album is amazing. And uh, smart for Cardi B to be in the Bruno Mars and for Bruno Mars to get yeah. Cardi B and to be like, hey, we're doing this new Jack song. You're going to be the rap part of the new Jack song, and her going, yep, I get it. When he announced. In the fall or late last year, that the last leg of his tour, she was going to join him. I was like, I need to get tickets. <laughs> and then I Ooh. didn't get tickets. And I felt really badly. And then she had her baby. Yeah. She had culture. And a, a couple weeks, like a week or two after she gave birth, she was like, I got to cancel the tour. She's like, being a mom is way more <laughs> work than I thought. Way harder than so I thought. So she jumped off the tour. And a lot of people were mad. But I was like, I didn't have tickets anyway. So now I feel like kind of good about it. She she knew. She knew saved my money. Yeah. It's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's it for our episode. Do you want to log off with any final thoughts about the most important musical subgenre in your life. In my life. Um, I was, I'm so happy that I got to experience it when it happened. Uh, Cause it feels like one of those things where I was a part of it, where like other things I wasn't a part of, like I was too young for disco. I knew yeah. of disco and then hip hop. I really liked and break dancing. I really liked. 
but I was still like early teens. This came out. I was 18 years old. It was perfect timing. Yeah. It was. You were, you were old enough. You were legally an adult. You could participate. In, yes. You could go out yes. to the clubs. I was. And I was. I was. You were by, young enough to have the energy to participate. Yes. In it. I was by then a good enough dancer to be confident enough to go on the floor. And, yeah. And, and, and do my stuff. You were um, perfectly positioned yes. to enjoy. Uh, New so, so New Jack perfectly describes the time of my life where I thought I was the shit. I didn't have any problems. Life was great. I knew everything was going to work out for me in the end. Yeah. And then I became an adult. I, at that age, was discovering bands like Bell and Sebastian and Nick Drake. <laughs> Bell and Sebastian. Spending a lot of time writing in my live journal. <laughs> sort of a different arc. Yeah. Different, we had different, different paths. But I did develop an appreciation for I, I, I mean, I have nostalgia for it, too, because like I said, it's it's the music of my childhood, like my boyhood. Well, I appreciate that you knowing your musical taste, that you are able to appreciate it because yeah, it would be real is, easy I for you no to be like nostalgia for yeah. punk music. This is pure yeah. nostalgia for me. Yeah. And it's pure nostalgia for me just in a completely different way. Yeah. I saw Color Me Bad Live when I was nine years old. <laughs> That's right. In the same building as PM Dawn. I never saw Color Me Bad. I would have loved to see Color Me Bad. Underrated. Yeah. I saw them do a couple songs and then well, fuck that, off. That's all they got. They need their deep, their deep cuts. No, that's all they got is a couple of songs. Yeah, that's right. But that's all for this episode of Music Raygun. Our logo is by Kyla Pellucci. Bagweed did our opening theme music. Our closing theme music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like what you heard, please rate the show and write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can email your comments and questions to musicraygun at gmail.com. And if you know someone who might like Music Raygun, please tell them about it because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time, see ya! See ya!